Unbelievable. We're 10 weeks into the NRL season. Ryan Solvich, Tommy Hudson back with you tonight. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast and it's a magical week, Tommy. Magic round. And sorry to break some bad news to you all. And a couple of you have actually asked us. We're not going this year. We said we wouldn't. Once again, we failed to deliver on one of our promises. Yeah, good day. And we also said today already in our private chats that we're going to go up next year, but I don't know. I wouldn't hold us hold us to it. We're kind of not, not too trustworthy when it comes to this. I'd love to go up though. It does look like a great week. Um, but yeah, onto a super coach topic, and I've been struggling. How you been going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad myself. Um, obviously, we didn't do a podcast last week to wrap up round eight after what was uh, a very different Anzac looking weekend. Um, footy obviously ended last Tuesday. So we're back here tonight. So apologies off the top for that. But uh, just recapping our ranks and our scores as it is at the end of round nine. Uh, it's on your screens here if you are watching on the YouTube tonight. Um, you asked me the question, so I'll answer you. My round nine score, 1,192. A total score of 10,437. And a season rank of 552. So well inside that top 1,000 now. Yeah, flying along. That's really good. I believe you said you've entrenched yourself in the top 1,000. I agree with that. It's looking good. I don't know if I use those words, but I just said it was nice to wake up on, on Monday morning inside the top 1,000. Yeah, well, it is. I imagine how that would feel. I can't imagine it myself. Um, I'm down in the 4,000s, 4,412 season rank. Still top 3%, so that probably sounds better. I'll lead with that instead. Um, but yeah, last week was a tough one. I, I got lucky with a couple of trade-ins that I changed last week with Latrell and Dylan Brown coming in, and they both mm-hmm. went really well. But definitely um, running out of numbers, really. I was playing Sonny Luke and Ray Stone, so that really says it all. Sort of was a bit like that last week, wasn't it, with Payne Haas out and Ezra Mam in your case. And uh, obviously the Melbourne Storm guys had the buy, Harry Grant, Cameron Monster, some with Nick Meany as well. So uh, it was almost a buy round come early and one one that you had no heads up that you weren't planning for. So that made it a little bit tricky, but to still be inside the top 3% like you are, uh, credit to you so far. Speaking of some of those big names that we've mentioned already and ones that we will mention more tonight, we have to start with probably some sour news. Like Tom Travojevic and Ryan Pappenhausen, supercoach guns of the previous two or three years, they're just absolutely cast at the moment. Um, can't get on the field, probably won't be on the field for some time in Pappenhausen's case. Even Nathan Cleary to a degree, um, not his best. He's playing injured, not goal kicking as well. So there's some names out there that are finding a little bit tricky at the moment, and that's probably affecting Supercoach scores as well. Yeah, and if you're like me, who sort of is very loyal to the big names like Turbo and Cleary, and not Pappenhausen this year, but generally I would be, um, you're sort of starting to pay for it a little bit. I mean, I've obviously kept Cleary kept turbo right up until last week when he was ruled out late on so it has come at a price and uh look i think turbo will be back this week fingers crossed anyway but i had to sell him and i know you've got rid of him also yeah he was a late out for me last week so uh we did post our final teams on our instagram last thursday night before the sharks cowboys game and turbo not confirmed out until that friday morning so i actually was lucky enough to go via a couple of jewels um turbo to Hopgood, so that actually worked out to be a nice move, and Hopgood, uh, another triple-figure score, someone who's playing very well um, and finding himself back on, in the run-on run team there at Parramatta. 
Uh, a couple of others playing well. We will make this a little bit more positive. Uh, Campbell Graham, he's just flying at the moment. So too Latrell Mitchell. And Latrell, we mentioned these South's names at the start of the year through, with that draft focus. Suddenly these, these big South players, Cody Walker, throw him in this chart as well. They're standing up. And now's the time to do it, knowing that they're going to play you know, through that buy period, which is, which is fast approaching. Yeah, I was going to say we, we slept on the South players. I, I definitely did to a degree. I actually sold Latrell Mitchell earlier in the year, and that was silly in hindsight because he went massive the last few weeks. You got Cody at a great time. Yeah. So you've played that really well, and that's showing with your rank. So, yeah, South, I think, flew under the radar a little bit. They had a hard draw to start and uh, the draft connotations at the end of the year. But, yeah, it's looking good now. I mean, Latrell, I bought him in last week purely for his, his ceiling. His longevity in the team, I don't know, because obviously he's looming very shortly. Yeah, obviously I said they play Origin there and we expect Luttrell not to figure for Souths during that window and Campbell Graham probably uh, will be looking like he's going to make his Origin debut as well. So uh, keep an eye on that. Cody Walker, the standout for mine, uh, just in a difficult position there at 5.8. He's really been a saving grace for myself. Uh, more good news coming for Super Coaches as well, the confirmation that so we're going to see more dual position uh, players or upgraded, uh, additional positions coming to a whole heap of players. Um, some of these names that have already been confirmed, maybe not too super coach relevant uh, at the moment anyway, but ones that we're keeping our eye on, Joey Manu, uh, Luke Keary, and Matt Burton, uh, all expected to find, or in Manu's case, he'll find the 5.8th, and the other two will gain halfback eligibility. So that could be uh, some good news, some big news for super coaches in the next six, seven weeks with uh, Origin in mind. Yeah, Manu's a massive one, obviously not playing Origin due to his nationality. Um, Five-eighths, it helps having that coming in if it does. Um, I've already picked him up, but I'd say his ownership will go sort of through the roof if he's got that dual status as well. Kiri, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you're playing with him maybe in a draft. And Matt Burton is an interesting one. Um, now he's got the seven on his back. Yeah, I haven't really thought of him for a few weeks, but whether or not he plays Origin is probably the big question. Um, we keep saying, you know, all those players will make Origin, but... Not all of them can. So someone's going to miss out. It could be Matt Burton. Well, you think particularly if Luttrell's fit because he came in for Luttrell last year on that left-centre role for New South Wales. Played well. Um, probably any other year would be deserving of a spot. But if we think Luttrell has to be there. Um, and Burton, with that left-foot kicking game, you think he's more left-side. So if Turbo's not fit, makes sense for them to bring in a natural right-centre in Campbell Graham and not to throw Burton to the other side of the field. Uh, Jack White not playing Origin probably even hurts Burton more so just because I don't feel like they can carry uh, Burton a half outside back utility when you can probably do that with the Nico Hines even with coverage uh, covers the halves as well goal kicks I mean they I think I said to you before we press record tonight you can't have Hines and Burton both in this squad for New South Wales yeah, I just don't see where they fit in and then if you look at the last couple of years they've often went Cook and Coruscant both in the 17. So that, again, is their utility on the bench. So maybe not Matt Burton in origin. That could mean for super coaches, if he's a dual as well, he's definitely yeah. an option. They don't play the 13th round, the dogs, but I'm pretty sure they play maybe the other two by yep. rounds. So yep. Yep. look into that. Yeah. So definitely an option. 
Rightio, let's get stuck into the bulk of the podcast tonight. Before we do, just a reminder, if you are watching us here on the YouTube to uh, subscribe, if you haven't already subscribed, give us a thumbs up, leave us a couple of comments as well. Uh, and if you are listening on the podcasts, uh, five-star reviews and uh, share it to someone else who hasn't uh, been listening so far this season. I don't know why you wouldn't be listening. Uh, we're doing all right. Um, still a long way to go, though, so we will keep our powder dry. For now, of course, and all of this uh, not possible without the support of topsport.com.au. Big bumper weekend of Magic Round coming up and no better time to sign up to Topsport if you aren't already a customer. Use the code SCOACH365. Um, the boys, Tristan and the team up there on the Gold Coast, uh, they'd be G'd up for a big weekend of Magic Round as well. NBA Finals just around the corner, the playoffs at the moment. So uh, busy time of the year for the team up there um, and no doubt there. Uh, doing good things and looking forward to the footy this weekend as much as you and I, Tommy. And of course, that all starts Friday night. No Thursday game this week. Uh, the Bulldogs and your Raiders to kick us off. Yeah, my Raiders beat your Dolphins last Saturday. Um, that controversial was bullshit, game. wasn't it? Yeah, well, oh, it was definitely unlucky. Um, and they've come out and even admitted the NRL that it was the wrong call. So I don't know if that makes Dolphin fans feel any better. Probably makes them feel worse, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, we did get the win into Magic Ground here against the Doggies, who have a few names back. I think that's where we'll start. Karaz and Max King are both back in the team. Yep. They've both been super coach relevant this year. Karaz has come from really nowhere to be a really great CGW option. His base stats are incredible. And then Max King, Mr. Consistent, really, in that dog's pack with all the injuries they have. He's been uh, really the silver lining for their team. Do we actually reckon Max King plays? Like, it was only last week or two weeks ago when we thought he was out four to six weeks. So, seems... Like, I don't know why they'd name him and not play him, but it's just odd. I feel like it's just yeah quicker than we well, expected. Both him, and, both him and Karaz are ahead of schedule. So, I don't know if that says that... Or well, maybe they are just fit, or maybe yeah. the fact they have so many other injuries. Like, Braden Burns is another one this week who was out... Maybe they just need to rush these guys back, and whether or not they're underdone, we'll, we'll wait and see. Raiders favourites here, uh, topsport.com.au, a dollar sixty here with uh, the bookies. Uh, Bulldogs outsiders at two dollars and thirty-five. The line uh, three and a half start. The Bulldogs are getting that. So uh, read into that what you will. We're expecting a tight game here. Uh, what do you make of the uh, the young gun, uh, Kyle Oluwapu, off the bench the other day, and again named to come in. Uh, jersey number 14 here. Uh, I think he, at the moment, is just a 5'8th eligible player. So I don't know if we're running him over one of those guns in those origin periods, but 43, I think it was, Supercoach points on debut off the bench. It was pretty tidy numbers. Yeah, it was a good knock, and it wasn't a game that was really set up for Supercoach. It was quite a tight, low-scoring match, so did well. Um, it, I think it's all about minutes for him if... I feel like he is obviously the long-term six or at least in the halves. Yep. And Reynolds, maybe in the next few weeks, Reynolds will be taking more of a back seat and we could see Olipo, Olipo I even say his name, Oluapu, <laughs> start for the dogs and then he might start in some more super coach teams following that. Uh, we've already mentioned Matty Burton there. Like, giving that dual position status, do we think he's a buy? Um, obviously, we're going to have Hines. We think origin duty. Cleary, most definitely origin duty. Um the thing for me with a lot of these other names, they either have the buy in round 14 or they've just got tough runs. If you look at the case of Sean Johnson, he's got the buy round 12. So if you are moving on 
potentially from Cleary this week with a break even of 160 odd. Do we do we do it yet, knowing that Burton's dual awaits, or do we go to Moses? What, what are you thinking there, halfback? Because that's going to be a point of contention. Yeah, look, I think Burton, in his case, long term is a good optional. Long term, I say in maybe four to six weeks, I would wait since he's not playing round thirteen. I wouldn't bother before then, especially when yep. we've got Clearing Hines playing really up till that stage. But then, like you said there, if he doesn't play Origin, he's going to play round sixteen and round nineteen. I mean, we have to bank on him not getting picked in any of those games for the mm. Blues. But I do think this duel definitely opens it up for him. What about for the Raiders? And another popular name this week, a, a trading target, Corey Horsburgh. He's been starting in that 13 jersey. I keep hearing his name thrown up for Origin potentially as well. I think he scored 98 the other day. He's playing massive minutes, bigger minutes than even Joey Tarpanay is playing. So uh, offloads the footy as well. He looks great. He passes the eye test. But again... Can you get him in with that with all this origin chat? Yeah, well, I did last week. Um, I went to him as a sort of a from Painhas to Corey Horsburgh. Saved a lot of money doing it, um, and Painhas is obviously out. But yeah, he's he's almost like the Tarpane of twenty twenty three in a way. This yep. Raiders Ford who's starting to take all the minutes, all the carries, all the points really. So. He's looking great at the moment, but I guess that is the cloud on the horizon if he does make origin. It wasn't something you would have thought of six weeks ago, but all of a sudden his form is, is warranting it. Yeah, they've got plenty of middle screens in, and uh, one of them will feature when we talk about the Broncos, but it's hard to argue. You wouldn't have picked him to be making this squad, but he's probably playing as good as any of them, if not better than them. Uh, just some other quick notes here for the Raiders. Xavier Savage is back and on the wing, currently only available at fullback on Supercoach. So, again, if he starts there for three weeks, uh, we won't get his duel by round 12, we don't think, unless he plays 10-11. No, we won't get it by round 12. So uh, maybe a long-term play there for Xavier Savage uh, at the Raiders. Uh, second game there, and that name I was alluding to there for the Broncos, of course, Pat Carrigan. And he had to head up the charge for the Broncos last week. Unfortunately, he and the side couldn't get the job done against the Rabbitohs. They were just trounced the Broncos without their main man, Payne Haas, up front, but they get him back this week, and they start heavy favourites here with topsport.com.au against the Seagulls, $1.32 Brisbane, uh, an away game at Suncorp. Geez, they love rorting this draw, don't they? Uh, mainly $3.40 outsiders. How many games at Suncorp they had this year already? And we're only 10 rounds in. It's unbelievable. They do perform well here, obviously. Last week, I know they lost the South, but they were in that game for a lot of it in the early stages. I think they just they probably were just due that sort of loss with their players out as well, Mam and mm-hmm. Haas especially. I think it'll be a different ball game this week. And going off what I saw from Manly the other day and some of their defensive efforts, you'd be keen on these Brisbane players, I reckon. Not going to get any easier for Manly either with Jake Tarojevic out. And he is the heart and soul of that defence through the middle. Uh, that sees Sean Kepi start up front. And uh, again, one of those sort of... Um, I guess left field super coach options there, dual position eligible player at front row, second row forward. So if you are holding Kepi or you have held to this point, that's some good news. Um, Brad Parker looks to be back here. Uh, Tolatau Kula as well. So uh, maybe some names there for draft, uh, which sees Ruben Garrick move to the wing. And I think that's his preferred position, at least for super coaches. Break even now of 84 this week for Ruben Garrick. If you aren't holding, if you did sell, is this the week you're getting back? I think so. He's back on the wing, which is good for all owners and those prospective owners. Um, Origin is obviously a great period to own Garrick because he won't make the Blues team. 
and he's a great goal kicker for Manly, as long as they're not falling in a complete hole. Because if they're gone like they were at the end of last year, he's probably not the best option to go to. Yep. Just on Manly, one name that you mentioned a few weeks ago, almost in jest, but um, Taniela Paseca as a cheap forward option. Ever since then, he, he's going pretty well, averaging high 50s, <laughs> low 60s. Jake Turbo is now out as well. That probably only helps his cause. Um, price might be gone now, 535k, but if you did jump on that very random bandwagon, you'd be happy. Yeah, what was he when I mentioned him? I think he was 460, maybe 490, heading into that Tigers game. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make it work. I, I would have loved to. I think another name we mentioned that night as well, uh, Mo Fodawaka now. He's playing 70 minutes and getting his name back in Origin chat as well. Um, yeah, if you have, if we were able to steer you into Paseca, well done. And I think, yeah, without... Trevojevic, uh, Jake there this week, and I think Toa Fofoa Sipley is also gone on a three-match suspension. So the Paseca clan, uh, <laughs> you're cheering. Yeah, I don't know if it's a very big clan, but they would be cheering. Um, Ten and a half is the line here with Top Sport. Brisbane are thirty-two. I probably agree with that price. I think they'd bounce back here in a big way at home. Yeah, I'm scared. Away game. Yeah. Two, two games now away from home, albeit both at Suncourt for the Broncos already inside 10 weeks. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say then? Reese Walsh, he was a little bit down last week. I think he scored 25, 24, thereabouts, mid-20s. Uh, I sold him. I went to Britain Acora, which uh, he looked good until he got injured. But I was, I was keen to sell Walsh last week. I know it was going to be a tough watch this week, but I think last week was the go. Uh, if you're holding Walsh still, are you playing? Are you selling? What's the go? Holding for this game, definitely. Um, I think you would even agree as a non-owner, it's probably going to be a scary watch because yeah. even last week, although he didn't play that well, he was, even the second half, he was trying to get very involved in their attack. And if he does that uh, on Friday night, he's going to get more than he got last week. So I think he's a big hold this week. Then they have games against the Storm and Panthers. Then it's Origin. Do we think he'll be there? I mean, it's probably him or Ponga. I know your thoughts on Ponga. Well, hold on. But We're not, we weren't going to talk about Newcastle tonight, but you've just put this on a platter for me. Obviously, Newcastle had the bye this week. How shit was Kalen Ponga <laughs> against the Eels? He was dreadful. I think he missed more tackles than he made. I'm not going to defend you. He was terrible the other night. Everyone, it would, he would admit it. But Queensland are known for their loyalty. And in Game 3 last year, I think he was man of the match. So... I'm not Walsh is no certainty to start for Queensland. I don't think Ponga should be a certainty to start in the NRL in round eleven. He, he was rubbish. He should be in New South. He's closer to New South Wales Cup than he is Queensland Origin at the moment. In, like I know they'll probably pick him, but you He's can't tell me that it. you can't tell me that Phoenix Crossland or Tyson Gamble don't make those tackles on Mitchell Moses, whereas Ponga that was oh, it was ugly viewing. You just. These Queensland players, they put on that Maroon jersey and they're a different beast. We've seen it time and time again. But we'll see. But back on Walsh, like if he does, if he doesn't make origin, you're keeping him through that period. If he does, well, you're probably saying goodbye then. I hope they pick him. I hope they pick Ponga because that'll be doing New South Wales a favour. Um, okay, we'll move on here. Unless there's anything more to add there, I think we're holding Walsh if you are holding him. Um, what about Adam Reynolds very quickly? Um we're going to talk a little bit about halfbacks tonight because that's on the horizon. You know, Nico and Cleary going to Origin. Is Adam Reynolds a genuine option? Because I think they play. I think, what did I say to you? I think he's like the only 
real halfback option. I know the draw the next couple of weeks is a little bit tricky, but he's the only halfback option which I can confidently say, barring injury, turns up in weeks 10 to 15. Like... That is, yeah, that's true. I'm looking at it now. Absolutely true. They do have a tough run, but he's still going to be there and scoring points. The only negative I would say is a bit further on the line. He still wanted to hold him into those later buys, 16 and 19. He won't be there. Yeah. Don't know how far ahead you want to look, but um, you'd be looking at getting Cleary and Hines back at some stage, but you can't get him back that early because they'll still be in origin camp. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't think I'll go there, but it's not a bad shout Definitely uh, a, a play from left field. Uh, we'll push on here. Warriors, Panthers. Uh, I think this one, 3 p.m. Saturday. I think the Sunday time, yeah, 3 p.m. Saturday. Sunday time's a little bit different. But Saturday remains uh, as per business as usual. Um, the Warriors, some good news. They're getting back CNK this week. Tohu Harris as well. Uh, for the Panthers, they're getting back JFH, Fisher-Harris, of course, Uh yeah, so a couple of names coming back for both of these teams. Uh, Panthers here, dollar thirty favorites. Ten and a half is the start. I guess let's talk about Tohu and the impacts perhaps on AFB because he's going to be a popular trade in. I feel for Noah Blake, maybe people upgrading from a Welch, um, even shifting Tarpanay to the two RF and upgrading a Hosking or a Preston and and getting in AFB up up top there. But what do we think of Tohu? His impacts back on for Noah Blake. Oh, it doesn't help AFB, you wouldn't imagine. Um, it's going to eat into his work rate. And I do think his score the other day, I think it was 76, or at least it was before updates, AFB. I think that game was just a super coach Ford's dream. Uh, yeah. We're at 14-0. It was played through the middle the whole time. He played big minutes as well with all the injuries. So I don't think he's going to be scoring that regularly. So maybe he's a little bit of a trap this week, I would say. Uh, are we tempted to sell Cleary? Just back on that halfback chat. Um, but as I said, B, 161 games this week. Uh, let me bring it up. Game this week, obviously, against the Warriors. Uh, after that, who do they have next week? The Roosters. Yeah, the Roosters, then the Roosters Broncos, then Origin. That Roosters game, I don't think that's at Allianz. I think that's at, at um, Penrith Park, if that makes a difference. Well, I don't know. It's the whole thing with me about Penrith is how, how they're actually going. Yeah. Um, dollar oh seven last week against the Tigers, and they get beat. Probably the biggest upset we've seen in a long, long time. Are they? They're obviously not gone, but they're not playing what they can. Cleary's last two scores just sixty and forty four. I mean, for any normal player, we're saying that's all right, but for Cleary, you know, it's very low. Yeah. The lack of goal kicking is hurting as well. Yeah, and what's going on there? Is he is he getting it? I'm assuming he's getting it back, but is this injury a long term issue for us to worry about, or we don't know? Well, that's what I mean. Like it's coming to that point in the season now where he's going to be playing, uh, you know, three weeks in the run into Origin. He's going to play Origin. Do they rest him in games if they if they get to a lead? Like these are things we're going to have to start to consider with Cleary. Um, stick around for our trading places, but his name will figure at the back end of the podcast tonight, I feel uh, quite heavily. Anyway, um, anything else here? Sean Johnson, maybe, while we're talking about halfbacks, again, I think that round 12 by Hertz prospective Warriors purchases. Yeah, I probably just don't have much faith in him. Not, I think he's a great player, but 
the scoring at the start of the year was awesome, but yeah, the round 12 buy definitely hurts, I think. Okay, now I don't know what we're calling this yet. Is it the Aquarium Derby? Is it the Tidal Derby? Um, the Dolphins versus the Sharks here. Um, the Sharks, the home team. So you, I think you'll notice, like, if you look look at a lot of the home teams this week, they're sort of the teams that are traditionally struggling for money. They've sold their home games to the NRL, or the NRL's paid them to take their home games away. So no coincidences there why Manly, the home team this week. Sharks as well. Dolphins, again, like the Broncos, the beneficiaries of an away game at their home ground. Sharks, $1.36. The line, 8.5. The Dolphins, $3.15. Outsiders. Um, a, a little bit of injury news here floating around for the Sharks. Braden Hamlin, Ueli, out. Dale Finucane is back, though, so that offsets that. Uh, Royce Hunt promoted to start. Cameron McInnes, back to the interchange bench. What does he have to do to earn a start in the Sharks team? Yeah, I know. Um, I know you have him in draft comps. You've been watching him very closely, and I'm someone who've always been a massive fan of him on Supercoach, but I don't know. He, he's, he's obviously he's not out of favour, but they just see him as a bench forward at the Sharks, and it doesn't help mm. if you're owning him. We need to talk about the man. Talk about halfbacks tonight. Nico Hines, he's the definition of the man. Forget yep. Anthony Mundine. It's Nico Hines at the moment. He is the hottest thing in rugby league, whether it be his play or his looks. Um, just incredible how good he's going. 89 lowest score this year. Averages 120. It's We struggle to find new superlatives for him every week. It's like Turbo in 2021 almost at, at the moment. Is it better? I know the scores maybe not as impressive like turbo hit multiple 200s that season but the impact which which Hines has on this team it's again somewhat immeasurable because he just comes in everyone looks one and a half times the player they are when he's not there um, which worries me a little bit about holding their assets when he is playing origin we think but it's hard to ignore the form <laughs> I said here in the run sheet all the Sharks are scoring well when, when Nico's there particularly the wingers and Sifatalakai. I said, is this the time of the year? Is now the time when we fall into that Sifatalakai trap again, like we did last year? It's hard to deny his form. Oh, it is. He, he's actually playing well. Like I've given him a lot of stick probably because he got picked in origin. It's not his fault. Um, but he's playing very well. Uh, the outside backs, like you said, massive beneficiaries of Nico Hines' work, especially uh, Katoa on that right side quite often. And, you know, in the next few weeks, Dolphins, Manly, Newcastle. Yeah. Three very winnable games. They'll be favourites in all three. Uh, so these Shark shark outside backs are looking great. Great high ceiling options, you have to say. Yeah, I'm loving the look of one of them. It's not Sifatalakai. Again, stick around for that. Holding Nico over, over Ogin, are we? I don't think he can hold both Cleary and Nico. Now, I pulled out a, a stat today. I sort of run the numbers. I looked at their backups after Origin to when they their club teams play again. Um, I'll bring it up to you here. I think in the best case, the absolute best case, for a couple of names at halfback uh, between rounds 13 and 20, I think Cleary plays maximum three games. That's, in, that's before even considering he's under an injury cloud at the moment. Nico Hines plays two. Be it buys, turnarounds, you know, they, you know. I think they play Origin one in Adelaide. The Sharks play uh, Saturday night in Sydney, so they fly out of Adelaide Thursday morning. Captains run Friday for the Sharks. I don't know. Nico plays that. They have Trindle there. He's an apt replacement. 
Are you holding Nico knowing he's probably playing two games in seven weeks? Yeah, look, initially you asked me this question earlier today and I was like, there's no way I'm getting rid of Nico Hines because I don't want to burn two trades getting me out of the team. But you do, you mean a good argument to sell, really. Um, probably only gets two games. I'm looking at it now as well. One of them will be away to Melbourne, which yeah. obviously isn't easy. I know he's a freak, but it's still not easy for him. And he's, he has a buy in round 17, which doesn't help his cause. The only real, I guess, nice fixture for him is the Dragons in round 18. Mm-hmm. But that's it, really, in a six-week period, like you're saying. So it's very difficult to hold him, as, as painful as it will be, to let him go. And if the Sharks are, you know, entrenched, you used that word earlier, if they are entrenched in that top four, top two even... Um, and they get a bit of a buffer between themselves and fifth place over that little window, and they're happy to to rest where they can. Again, I mentioned the name Trindle. Like we've seen at the start of the year, he's solid. Uh, I think he had a couple of mixed results, so they might have won, won one, lost one, or won two, lost one while he was in the team earlier in the year. But he he's a better than a New South Wales Cup player. Yeah, and why would they push Hines more than they have to? Like you're saying there, they're going to be in the finals. If they're winning enough games to make the top four, they're not going to be rushing him back after brutal origins. So, look, probably if you ask me right now, we'll be getting rid of him at some stage, but not until I absolutely have to. Okay, for the Dolphins, uh, looks like uh, Ray Stone is out with a concussion. Uh, that's unfortunate because, again, I think he's been one of the best through the middle and shoring up that defense. Robert Jennings is cut. I think that's about time. Tessie New back on that left side. Uh, I think he's coming off. Was his last game? No, his last game was against the Broncos. I think that 100 he had against the Knights in round two, potentially still in his rolling average. So be aware of that. Uh, what else we got here? Brinko Lee hobbled from the field. Um, NRL physio suggests he's had up to six, I think it was, six soft tissue injuries on his lower limbs in the past three or four seasons. Um, so again, Matt Moylan territory there in terms of just the prevalence of picking up repeated hamstring injuries. Uh, apparently a big roar for Valence Tafade at Dolphins training today. Um, Val Meninga, we're thinking he's going to get a debut. I, I don't think Brenko plays. I think Val comes in on top of uh, Brenko here at right centre. Val Meninga, that's quite the uh, the nickname for someone who hasn't <laughs> played yet. Um, what side of the field will he play on, do you know? Yeah, I think I think Aiken holds the left, and I think Tafade will go to the right side. He played a little bit there in the trials. Um, yep. I think that's the side AKP gave them nightmares in that trial against the Titans. So he'd be up against Talakai then yep. and Ronaldo. Yep. Ronaldo, first try scorer? What do you reckon? <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying a Valmaning is not going to be bad, but geez, it's about to have a fire magic round against the Sharks and Nico Hines. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to uh, you got to swim at some point. This could be the week for the Dolphins' youngest gun <laughs> here. We'll leave it there on that game um, for now anyway. Storm and Rabbits, they round us out on, on Magic Rounds. Uh, meat in the Sandwich, the Saturday evening here. Uh, what am I saying? The 7.45 game, this one. Uh, Melbourne against the Rabbits. This is the game of the weekend, on paper at least. Uh, Rabbitohs $1.85 head-to-head to Storm $1.95. Uh, at the time of recording on Tuesday night, no line here. So uh, maybe come kickoff, this is uh, a genuine pick dollar ninety sort of game. It was only met, I'm going to say, five weeks ago. These two teams down in Sydney, uh, 
It was a sort of courageous win from the Storm, actually, on a wet night. Uh, both teams have gone pretty well since, especially South. They're absolutely flying. Yeah. Um, this is a different kettle of fish, though. And historically, the Storm are very good at Suncorp. Um, I mean, a lot of these games have been against Broncos teams who have struggled in the last few years. Mm -hmm. But still, they don't lose anything going and playing up at Suncorp. It'll be like a home game for them. Even during um, those COVID-impacted years where they played a lot of games at a Suncorp or Queensland venue, Sunshine Coast, seems like these Queenslanders in their team grow an extra leg. They love playing on their home soil. Uh, of course, speaking of Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, even Christian Welch, I don't, the super coach scores may not um, transfer on, on the back of that, but they, they do enjoy playing in Queensland at least. Um, just some super coach news here, more so for those still holding Eli Katoa. He's been named to play. Um which is, I think NRL Physio was quite critical of this during the week. If you listen to his Magic Sponge podcast, he says that this is actually 11, day 11 of the 11-day stand-down, and they're playing. So it's effectively a 10-day stand-down. No player will ever miss two games thanks to concussion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just a little quirk of, of the interpretation there. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Davi Moali is out of the squad. So that dream of him making plenty of cash for us at front row forward, it may be done. I thought he'd been playing well, or I thought you'd been saying he'd been playing well. Maybe he'd been scoring okay on Supercoach, but yeah, interesting to see him go. Um, basically, pick him game here. $1.95, the Storm, at $1.85, South. Which way are you leaning? I think just given Melbourne, um, like you say, love playing in Queensland, I think some of their origin players will start to put the foot down next couple of weeks. They looked decent enough uh, in that game against uh, the Warriors, came from behind to win, and we haven't even mentioned his name yet, Nico Meany. Is he a super coach keeper or what? Well, I mean, I had him, and then I sold him, and now I'm starting to regret that decision. Um, how are the Storm looking during origin? Which buyers do they play? I'd have to look at it myself. He won't be there, obviously, in origin. Yep. So I think during those periods, he's, he's just playing round 16 out of those three. And it's against the West Tigers. So, look, I think, do you have him at the moment? If you do, no. you're definitely holding. If you don't, are you breaking the bank to get him in? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not with that round 13 buy in mind. And I guess that's a good point of conversation, you know, maybe not so much particularly around Nick Meany, but around some of these players that we want to be finishing the year with. Um how much focus should we be putting on 13, 16, 19? Or is it a case of now, if you can upgrade one of those cheaper options, be it a Cam Pereira, potentially a Warbrick, um, even shifting an Alamotti or someone of, of this kind, if you're still holding, upgrading a Hammer, for example, would you go to someone like a, uh, like we say there, Meany, uh, Garrick getting him back, um, Ronaldo, Talakai, these high ceiling players that you'd be happy to finish the year with? Yeah, that's the dream, I guess, with the trades at the moment. If you can get a player who's going to be handy for you during the buy period and play some of those weeks, but someone that you're not going to have to sell after round 19, basically, someone you can just finish the year with and play for the next 17 rounds. So Meany arguably does fit that bill, I guess. If It depends on Paps, a lot of it. I mean, is Pappenhausen going to come back anytime soon? There's no suggestion that he really is. Um I mean, if you bought Meany soon and then Pappenhausen come back in a couple of weeks, you'd be pretty pissed, I guess. No, nah, he's cast. Paps is done. 
He's not playing. And even if he comes back, I said this from round one, if if he comes back, before round one even, if he comes back, he's not kicking goals this year. They are not doing that to his right knee. I think goal kicking made up something like 35% of his output last year. Paps is just going to be a run-of-the-mill 60-point fullback, even when he's back. So I'm going to get that clipped up, what you just said then. <laughs> nah, look, I probably agree with you. The, the goal kicking, there's no way going to put that on his shoulders. Well, I mean, he's doing a decent job at it anyway, so... That's definitely like you're saying, yeah, thirty-five percent or whatever. That's a big, a big portion. So yeah, either way, Meany is probably if you're getting him in, I have no qualms. Very quickly, one more on the storm. When do we start that fire sale? When do we get rid of um, potentially Meany still? Uh, definitely Munster, uh, Welch, Grant. When are we getting rid of these guys? Knowing that they're not there round thirteen. I think they'll back up fourteen, but then I mean, after that, it's it's a pretty cool schedule for those Origin guys. Yeah, for me, I went. I've kept Grant in because I really don't think there's another great nine option. But Munster's case, I've got rid of him already. Um, there's so many sixes at the moment. Brown and Walker, in particular, both probably play in round thirteen. So I think it's if you're holding Munster, maybe not this week because he's playing a slum court, but definitely soon. For what it's worth, I'm not selling Harry Grant at all. This whole year, um, I yeah, can get away. I, I feel like I can get away with just having Robson there. Just looking at Robson's buy here, has a buy around fifteen, which is great because Harry Grant will play that week. Um, that's a non-Origin affected week, and then I get a look at Robson sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, uh, round eight, round nineteen may be a problem, but beyond that, like if I just cop an AE that week, I save two trades over that Origin period around hookers, and then come round twenty-one. 20 even um, again Robson will get a run 21 to 27 I haven't spent a trade on hooker the whole year I would have held Harry Grant and Reese Robson from round 1 to round 27 that is very ideal and if I was you I'd be doing the same thing I've got Sonny Luke though sitting in my reserve hooker who has just been a nightmare of an own this year um, mm. he promised a lot not his fault but hasn't really delivered <laughs> There's been a bit of that this year. Okay, uh, 20, uh, sorry, why am I saying 20? Uh, rounding us out here on, actually, sorry, kicking us off. We're a little bit muddled here tonight. Kicking us off on Sunday afternoon. Now, take note of this. 1.50 p.m. kickoff. So that will affect lockouts on Sunday. Um, just a 10-minute earlier, it may come in handy or may work against you. Uh, okay, West Tigers here again. They're coming off a win, but they're the outsiders here, the Dragons, coming off a couple of poor losses. Something's off at the Dragons. Um, they're just, what is it? The, the gifted one, Zach Lomax, is now the shifted one. He's been he's been dropped. Well, I think they're just not very good, to be honest with you. Um, Lomax needs a new home, doesn't he? He's not that bad of a player, is he? Like, he shouldn't be playing in the Cup this week. Um, his best is good enough. His best, you'd be in an origin conversation. So I don't know what is happening at the Dragons. The Tigers, we were sort of saying that about the Tigers a week ago. Mm-hmm. A win makes the world a difference, doesn't it? But when you beat the reigning premiers, the twice, two-time consecutive reigning premiers, um, can't do much more than that. So they're $1.95 in this game, and I'm surprised they're not favourites. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit closer than that at kickoff. Uh, the names here that I want to talk about for the West Tigers, at least, Jareem Buller. Uh, averaging 50, I think, in his two weeks in the NRL thus far. If he keeps doing that, he's going to make a stack of cash. 
just fullback eligible as it is at the moment. I think something like as we record tonight, more than 12,000 teams have traded him in. So people are rushing to him at $200,000. I say to you, is he a boom or a bust? I don't think he's a bust. Um, it's more about the options at one because most of the time for the last few years at least, we've played with two gun fullbacks mm-hmm. and that's been just the way you probably have to do it. But going to Buller, I mean, at 200 k obviously you're making great money and using it elsewhere, but you're giving up one of the good fullbacks in this competition. Maybe the fullbacks aren't going as well as they usually are. I mean, Turbo's a bit busted. Paps isn't even there. Mm-hmm. Tedesco's not doing much. It leaves really just Latrell and Reese Walsh, and they're both going to have origin, you'd think. So, I mean, I can see why people are flocking to Buller. I don't think I will, but it's going to make you a lot of money, isn't it? Potentially, yeah. I'm just looking at their draw here, the West Tigers. Uh, as we say, the Dragons this week, then away to South Sydney. Uh, then they have the Cowboys, then a buy round 13. So, importantly, we come back to those round 13 coverage. He won't be offering any of that. Round 14, uh, home to the Raiders, then the Titans, then the Storm, then another bye. So, at best case, you're getting six games out of Buller in the next eight weeks. That may be enough, though, all things considered, to make a bit of cash. And then round 17, you, you flick him on to uh, someone else who's potentially coming back from Origin. Or there, there are options there is what I'm getting at. Yeah, there is. And like we said, there's not... The one jersey this year isn't as sacred, maybe, as it has been in the past. So you can afford to possibly run a cheapie there. It's just how you use the extra money that you get from selling one of these guns to go to Buller. Quickly on the Dragons, Jack Tabellan. I think he played 70 minutes in the middle the other day. He moved from lock to prop. So, again, if you're trading him in, just be mindful of that. We've mentioned Lomax. Um, yeah. I can't imagine he'll be out of this team for too long. He is someone who I was actually looking at getting in a couple of weeks ago, so glad I avoided that. Uh, Jack Bird, another name that we'll mention very quickly here. Any takers for Jack Bird as it stands? Not for me, um, but Dragons in general do have a good run during this period coming up. Um, just on the buys again, they only missed around 16 by, mm-hmm. uh, and they play the Dolphins in the first week which, no offence, not the hardest game. It's not that easy game either. Nothing's easy for the Dragons. So, like, honestly, Lomax would have been almost a target for me this week. Yeah, he's been dropped. So it's it's tricky. And probably the Dolphins' worst loss to this point was against the Dragons um, down there at Wollongong. Yeah. Okay. Um, just like we said on Nico as well, though, like Ben Hunt, he probably makes these plays around him. One and a half times better. He won't be there for that period. Yeah. Or at least he'll be in and out. So just be mindful of that when you're thinking of these Dragons players. Uh, middle game on Sunday, the 4 p.m. kickoff here. Uh, the Roosters and the Cowboys. Now, this one interesting because the Cowboys, uh, you know, on paper at least this game at the start of the year, we probably would have thought this was a top four battle. Um, the Cowboys probably keeping or battling to keep pace with the top eight at the moment. Uh, Roosters dollar twenty five favorites here. Cowboys four dollars outsiders. The line twelve and a half. Um, the Roosters two from two with Manu at five eighth, and again he's named at number six. So still no sign of Sam Walker. 
Yeah, interesting. Apparently, he did play well last week in New South Wales Cup, Sam Walker, but still no spot for him. Not even on the bench. I guess they're running two hookers with Jake Turpin named in the 14 jersey. It leaves them pretty thin in the back line. I reckon Corey Allen, Jackson Borlo, and Drew Hutchison all featuring in the centre three-quarter line. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't hurt them last week too much, but I don't think it's a team that's going to carry them to premiership success, basically. But they are playing the Cowboys this week, and you, there's no two ways about it. Their effort the other night against the Sharks was just dreadful, to be honest. Are you holding Valentine home still, or you sold him? No, I did get rid of him. I, I'm not like the week I did get rid of him, he got 95, so he, he made me pay for it or 100 yeah. or something like that. But I did get rid of him. Um, I think you kept him. I kept him, and much like Harry Grant, I'm happy to keep him there. I, I know he's going to play Origin. But don't forget, he's a centre, so he's not making 30 tackles, we don't think, in, in anyway. If he gets through Origin unscathed, the Cowboys can't afford to rest him. He will be backing up every game. They're in that predicament now where they, they don't have the luxury of resting players, maybe like they did last year. Valentine Holmes running at Drew Hutchison this weekend. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, look, he's still scoring well this year, despite the Cowboys' woes. 63 average, he has... Two scores at over 80, which is good going for a centre. I mean, if I... I probably should have held him in hindsight. I, I got that wrong. I'd say the only thing knocking your plan is obviously Origin, but then he also has a buy around 15 when you would have wanted him to play. Yeah. So there is a few games he's going to be missing. But if you can get through that, the back end of the year looks good. Yeah. I think I, I like their finals month. I think they have a... They've got one uh, one buy round in 23 to 26 inclusive, I think. I'm pretty sure they do anyway. Um, but after that, I think it just opens up nicely for them. Round 27, if I'm not wrong, against the Dolphins, I think. So he's probably someone you want to be playing with that last week. Or you can correct me if I'm wrong there. But I, I think they Dolphins do have the Dolphins. 26. 26. So Dolphins okay. in the grand final week for comps head to head yeah it is penrith though away in round 27 so right. not easy in the last round of the year but 26 looks okay again though penrith we saw last year i think they played the cowboys round 26 25 last year they rested everyone and val yeah, scored val actually scored a hat trick in that fixture so there you go um just some other news here team news for the cowboys heel and luke back um so he was back and then he was injured now he's back again uh chad towns unexpected to back up um, despite that calf concern, if he doesn't, we think Dearden to seven, Drinkwater to six. I don't know. Maybe Val plays fullback this week. Yeah, well, that would throw a cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? Um, they'll probably help his scoring even more, you'd have to say. I don't know. The Cowboys in general, it's they just don't look anything like the team we saw last year, and I don't really understand why. Um, yeah. Heal and Lukey back as a draft option, perhaps, on the way of the wire tonight. They're cast, the Cowboys. They're cast. Okay, um, last game of Magic Round. I think this will be a really good game. The Titans and the Eels. Um, Titans, they were pretty impressive against Manly and showed a bit of grit about them. You, you can't often say that, but the conditions suited them. <laughs> it's, it was really Kieran Foran's night, wasn't it? Uh, he was injured, he battled on, and he steered them to a win. Uh, against the odds, Manly were favourites in that one as well. They'll have to do it uh, against odds here as well. $2.95, topsport.com.au, 7.5 start. They are getting it. Uh, Parramatta coming off that training run against the Knights last Friday night. Yeah, won't Kieran Foran's body thank him so much when he finally retires because he is just injured 
all the time. Yeah. Uh, he, he continues on though, and he, he's obviously important to that team. Just his leadership and seniority in the young side. Um, I think the star of the show for Titans, obviously, I've mentioned him every week, is Fafita yet mm-hmm. again over a hundred last week. Another try from dummy half, which is, just shows his power. Still good base as well. I think the only negative of his good form is that he will be picked now for Origin, but. Like you with Harry Grant, I don't think I'll be parting ways with uh, David Fafita anytime soon. No. Uh, yeah, he has to be origin. I think particularly now that uh, we think, well, Jeremiah Nanai suspended four weeks, so I think he will definitely miss origin one as it stands. 10, 11, 12, 13. He may have just made it, but I don't know if you can pick a player coming off four-week suspension heading into origin. Not to start anyway, so we'd have we'd have Fafita there. Um just some bad news for the Titans. Brimson out. Not that we're playing with him. I started the year with him. I actually looked at him last week. I was actually thinking of getting him back in when Turbo was ruled out, and I'm glad I didn't because he's injured again. Uh, that sees Jaden Campbell come into the fold there. Yeah, it is an out for them. Uh, it does help, I guess, Jaden Campbell, probably someone we would expect to start at most NRL clubs. He finally gets his chance. Do you think maybe... If Jaden Campbell does play well the next few weeks, when Brimson comes back, we could see Tanner Boyd shift out, or do you think they're locked with that Haas pairing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, Foran, his body probably doesn't hold up. Like that, yeah. it, it may be it may be the answer to a tough question there for the for the Titans. It may be handed to them on a platter, and it may be resting Foran. Or um, we saw even Sexton when he came in played well, but got injured. So injuries, they've got the luxury like most other clubs don't to rotate their spine and they all seem to do a serviceable serviceable, uh, type job there Um, but we will watch on with that one the Eels we have to talk about Hopgood another ton last week he's entrenched himself in that uh, in the conversation of top 10 supercoach players come the year's end he's starting in jersey 13 at least we think he's named there Maddo named off the bench so we may see a late switch though we saw this round 7 where Hopgood was relegated to the bench. Uh, I think Madison started in the middle, Cartwright on an edge. They can't drop Hopgood now. He just gets through too much of that scrappy donkey work for them. No, and he scores so well when he does that. His points per minute is off the charts, really, base, and he even has some good attacking uh, inputs as well. Yeah. Predominantly last week, you'd have to say it was due to Newcastle's ineptitude. Um, I watched Cowboys Thursday, and I thought that's the worst performance of the year, but then... You only had to wait 24 hours to see a worse one by the night. So I don't know what they were doing. Uh, and that led to some massive scores. Moses, I think, got 143 or 47. Yep. Brown was up around over 100. So was Gutho. So if you had Eels players last week, you were laughing. And I guess they're coming to calculation this week as potential buy targets with uh, they're playing round 13 as well. So a big, big push for Eels players this week, perhaps. Yes, perhaps stick around for that. Now, I did see a bit of chat on Twitter. I have been, you know, I've been a bit vocal about it in the Cody Walker versus Dylan Brown scenario. Look, well done to those who held Dylan Brown last week. I wasn't one of them. Tommy, you were. Um, as it stands, Cody still got seventy three. I think if we take the the four week view like I did at that time, Cody's made two hundred fifty k and scored three hundred plus points. Anyway, not banging my own drum. But, yeah. Yeah. Just on Cody, I know you were planning on selling. I don't know if you still are, but both him and Brown, I think they're the two sixes you want at the moment leading into this period. I don't think Cody Walker will make origin, personally. Mm -hmm. Brown obviously won't. I think they're probably the two you want in your team. 
hold that thought. We're going to have a quick break. On the other side, we'll do our trading places, and we may be talking Dylan Brown in that. We're definitely talking some Parramatta Reels. Are you suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. Yes, that number on your screen, 1-800-858-858, topsport.com.au. All of the best odds in sport and racing domestically and right around the globe. If you are having any troubles there, um, that website on your screen, gamblinghelponline.org.au. Check that out if you are having any Matt Sharamas. Okay, Tommy, we are going to talk trading places. We do it uh, every week at this time of the podcast. Um, tell us, what, what moves are you making this week, if any? Well, I've, I've got a, a blank space at the moment. I haven't made any yet. I've got 27 trades remaining, just for full disclosure, and about 160K in the bank. So I do have a bit of money. I, don't, I feel like I wish I had a few more trades left. I've been mm-hmm. a little bit crazy the last few weeks i've had to be just to due to out some i will probably make a trade this week i think i'll be getting rid of sean russell he's not even named this week for the eels and in hindsight wasn't a good purchase by me he's around 400k so i can probably use his money and my money in the bank to get to someone half decent who that will be i don't know possibly Connolly lemuelu who we haven't really mentioned too much tonight mm-hmm. um maybe the bird is fine with him like he, he's gone up heaps already Low break even this week. I think it's might even be negatives. Um, so he's going to make money, but is he someone I want to finish the year with? Not sure. So, yeah, watch this space Thursday night. I guess we'll update. Yeah, of course, as we always do. Um, just on Lemuelu there, yes, uh, we didn't mention him when we spoke about Sharks, Dolphins, but uh, 120 last week, dual position player. He was a name from left field that, that we, you and I mentioned, uh, I think it was maybe round three, round four. Um. He scored that opening week against the Roosters, so that was really crucial to kick-starting that cash generation for him. That that double last week will still stay in his rolling average for three weeks still. So you may say the bird has flown, but there is still money there to be made. I think as it is at the moment, he's made upwards of 300000 or very close to it, maybe just under that, 260 thereabouts. So um, you can see him making more money in the weeks to come. The good thing for him that I didn't anticipate when I bought him in way back when, he's held that edge roll over Kenny Bromwich. So I think we all thought that he was going to make way when Felice Cafusi came back from suspension, then Kenny was suspended, and now he's forced his hand there. Wayne Bennett's given him that edge roll, which is really, really good. Yeah, and he's just genuinely playing well. He runs a great line. He can score some tries, so he ticks that box. I think the only negative for me is that uh, the Sharks this week, tough game, then they have the bye next week. The storm. So the next three weeks, you're not going to get immediate return. I mean, he's still going to make money, but point scoring wise, probably not the best option. He's not going to burn you, is he? Like he's not one of those names that's going to go out and probably score another hundred this week, and then it's like we saw Talakai last year. It was just bang, bang, bang. Suddenly he's seven hundred and fifty thousand. You can't get to him. Connolly Lemuelu, you know, may hover around the mid fifties. Um, maybe 70 upwards with a try, but we're probably not expecting him to score doubles every week. 
Sorry, cool. no, we're not. And <laughs> I, I still think there's reason to get him in this week. But as you say there, you could probably wait a couple more weeks. They play round 13 against the Dragons, which yep. definitely is a game to have your eye on. Okay. Uh, no trades as it is at the moment. And forgive us, those watching YouTube, we don't have the graphics up tonight showing you our full teams. But Tommy, maybe take us through your 1 to 17 as it stands and then maybe cap it off with your non-playing reserves this week as we go to air. Um, obviously, full disclosure, like you say, we will update our teams uh, in the lead-up to kickoff on Friday night, 6 p.m., um, that first game. So final teams, we'll put them on our socials Friday, 5 p.m. Stick around for that. But read us your team as it is at the moment. Yeah, so uh, Latrell and Walsh at fullback. Um, happy with both of them. Happy enough anyway. I think Walsh bounces back this week. Uh, Garrick, Manu, Tabio Afido, the Hammer. I think if he plays Origin, that's a big one again. I don't think he will. But if he doesn't, I'm really happy probably to hold him almost the whole year, the Hammer. And Taruva, who is another I could definitely get rid of. Um <laughs> But he's just lingered in my team and he stays there for now. Um, Dylan Brown and Ezra Mam are still there. I wish I had Cody Walker, but I don't. Hines and Cleary. But as we said, both of those we will be looking at potentially getting rid of before Origin. Uh, second row has been my favourite part of this year. I've pretty much had it the same for a number of weeks now. For Feeder, Hosking and Preston. Really happy with all those guys. Horsburn, Welch up front and Harry Grant. And... In terms of non-playing reserves, there's not a lot of really relevant ones. Uh, Alamotti and Dunster are both good for about a 20, which is not helpful. Uh, Ray Stone's out this week. Josh Schuster, God knows what's happening with him. Sonny Luke has been annoying. So, yeah, my bench is very ordinary outside my top 17, to be honest. Okay. Um, and 20, I think you said 27 trades remaining. Could be as low as 25 trades. or 24 if you were to boost. You've got one boost nah, left as well. Only one boost left. That's another fact. And I think I definitely want to keep that for more of an emergency. Yeah. Looking at that, probably around 2021 back in Origin. Um, I will throw my trades up as they stand on your screens tonight. Um, just two trades for me this week. And I say just two because uh, I have been boosted. Uh, sorry, tempted to use my boost. I've used four of them already. Um, out for me this week, Nathan Cleary going. Um, Alofiana, Khan, Pereira, Gorn as well. He's done his job. Uh, coming in to replace them respectively, Mitchell Moses at a halfback, Ronaldo Molotalo, center wing, 26 trades remaining, one trade boost remaining, and salary in the bank, just 67000 But two names there, Tommy, and I know you're probably going to ask me a couple of questions around why and Am I going to be fearful about not having Cleary this week? But I think this is the week I just have to make these two moves. Um, like I've said the whole year, just trusting my first instinct, and this, this was it. Yeah, well, Cleary out is obviously the big news there. Um, it's still three more games until Origin, but you've pulled the trigger this week. Is that due to, I guess, the break-even and being able to get to Moses, or is it match-ups based, or both? Uh, a bit of both, I think. Cleary break-even, 160. Now, break-even isn't everything this time of year. Like, if you're planning to hold Cleary, um, like plenty will be, that's fine. I, I can't argue with that. But I think we all agree Nico Hines is going to be in the Origin 17 somewhere. So come round 13, 14, you're going to be without a halfback. Now, for me, outside of Adam Reynolds, <laughs> I actually really considered... It has to be Mitchell Moses. Um, doesn't play round 14, which is a concern. So the reason, one of the main reasons why I'm bringing him in is for 
coverage when Cleary and Hines isn't there. Parramatta has the buy round 14. So could be caught short there. Um, but I think all things considered, plays 13, 16, 19, goal-kicking option, has that massive score from uh, that Knights game in his rolling average for three weeks, a break-even of 20 this week, plays the Titans. There's plenty of reasons to go to Moses this week. Now, why I'm going Moses as well is to be a little bit different to everyone because I don't think people will like to hold Moses and Brown in a couple of weeks' time. I'm not holding Brown, so for me... I can't get Brown. I'm going Moses instead. Yeah, I like that play. If you can't get one, probably get the other. Um, when the Eels play well, they both generally go big. And uh, like you said here, the Titans this week, the Raiders the week after, two pretty good games. And even during the middle part of that origin buy period, they have the Dogs, Manly, and Dolphins, and then the Warriors, So, and then the Titans again. So it's a great little run for the Eels through yep. the next 10 weeks, you could say. I don't know how long you want to keep them for, but... I think when he's playing, he'll be scoring pretty well. Yeah, realistically, I just think all things considered, restings, buys, etc. I don't think I'm looking at getting Cleary back until at least round 21. So it's oh. going to be it's going to be very tough watching the Panthers riding Nathan Cleary. Yeah, and realistically, that's a third of the season, right? Like we're round 10 now, round 21. Like that's a long time to not have him. Um. Again, I could very quickly change my tune, but Moses, he just has to be that guy for me as it is at the moment. Yeah, and your other trade, uh, that's I can't argue with that. Um, yeah. Ronaldo is a season-long keeper. Sharks are flying, as we said before, so I really like getting him in at the moment. Yeah, look, I haven't heard much chat around Ronaldo this week. I'm not sure why. Just 5% owned at the moment. We've seen already this year he's had, uh, what has he got? Two, three, four, five scores in nine weeks over 50. Again, 50 for a center winger. You probably take that. Two scores in the 90s. Um, we know on his on his best day how good he is. He's probably blown a couple of tries as well throughout the year. So he could be averaging mid-80s, really. He's averaging 67 at the moment. Um, I think up against the Dolphins this week, it's a good fixture, magic round. They play 5.30 p.m. on the Saturday. The field should still be in pretty good nick at that stage. Um, the Sharks have a great run. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in Ronaldo this week. Yeah, I think Sharks players, any of them, you could just say yes to at the moment. They're flying. Uh, I did mention the, the Nico factor as well. A little bit concerning, but I think Trendle serviceable. Um, and Ronaldo on the end of that back line. The work's done for him, so all he has to do is catch the ball and put it down. We've seen already that's a little bit hard for him, but hopefully he can get that right over the, the next 10 or so weeks for as long as I'm hoping to hold him, if not the rest of the year. Anyway, my team as it is, uh, fullbacks from top to bottom, Jermaine Asako and Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Now, just flagging here, early early warning for myself, Dolphins have to buy in round 11, so I'm probably going to have to shift... Uh, someone in the center wings um, and use Hammers Jewel, so I have a playing fullback that week. Uh, that's a problem for me. Center wings, uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Valentine Holmes, Joey Manu, Connolly Lemu Elu, uh, 5'8", Cody Walker, halfbacks this week, Nico Hines, Mitchell Moses. Second row forwards, Jermaine Hopgood, um, Jacob Preston, Zach Hosking, and Britton Nakora all playing this week. Front rowers, uh, obviously I got in Britt last week, 58 had a try assist in that. Um, but much like Ronaldo, I think 
Brit at the moment is a pod, um, just five percent owned as well. It's it's just great territory outside Nico. We've seen even Trindle hits him short as well. Start of the year. Um, front rowers Joey Tarpanay, Christian Welch, uh, and hawkers Harry Grant, Reese Robson. Non-playing reserves Braden Williamy, Paul Alamotti, Greg Marju, who I'm happy to hold. Uh, Phoenix Crossland, I don't love it, but um, it was him or Nicarima. I wish I went Nicarima in hindsight. Josh Schuster, Matt Dury, Franklin Pele, and Davi Moali. So I'm all in on that top 17, really. I think a lot of teams would be, though. A lot of these 200K players that we started with have just been busts, as they often are in, in this game. Um, I think the biggest talking point out of your team is your two fullbacks are Asako and Hammer. Did yeah. I hear correctly? Yeah. I think, well, there's 150,000 players in Supercoach this year. I think there'd be about 100 with that combination. That's very pod, isn't it? Yeah. I don't love it. And like I sort of said, I know there's going to be dramas there in a few weeks. I think it's an easy downgrade, though. Like, I'm not getting Garrick this week. But the jewels just make that easy. I'll, I'll be getting Garrick in before round 13, I feel. so. Garrick I guess there's a reason why you're called Fins and Tins and you've got three Dolphins starting this week, two of them as fullbacks. So you'd be riding them against the Sharkies on Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping the Sharks don't turn up on, uh, on Saturday as it is at the moment. Uh, maybe Nico, Ronaldo and Britt. The rest of them can stay home. Okay, let's do some questions in our talking points tonight. We will uh, get through a couple of these. We've got plenty. Um, firstly, Tommy, one of them here from our good mate Adam Blundell says, are you guys headed to Magic Ground? We answered this at the top. Unfortunately not. Um, are we going next year? <laughs> we need to go next year. If we don't go next year, I'm not doing the podcast. <laughs> okay. Alex Brigo, another friend of the show, says, uh, potential captaincy for Joey Manu this week. Good fixture against the Cowboys. Uh, Sunday afternoon footy. Are we overcomplicating it there, Alex, and just slap that C on Nico and be done? It's going to be hard to say no to Nico against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are leaking a lot of points, and Hines is scoring a lot of points, so he'll be he'll be my captain. Yeah, Turner Meister says here, we mentioned this uh, throughout the pod tonight, Max King named after being ruled out for three to four weeks. Does mm. he play? Yeah, You have to think yes. Why name him if he's not playing? Yeah, I think so. Um, like we said, though, they have so many injuries, so they would be desperate to get him back. But you're not going to name him for a Friday game as well. Like It's not like it's five days away. It's in three days' time. So I obviously mm-hmm. think he's good enough to go. Uh, Lockie Hodson here. Now, this is a good talking point. Uh, Jack DeBellin or Corey Horsburgh for Stefano Iwutukamano. Um says even though the Big Red might be in for Queensland... Again, I might just reword this a little bit. If you had to pick one of those two, both dual position players, obviously DeBellin's not going to play Origin, um, but is there more upside to Horsburgh beyond round 13 that we think we can keep him playing every week till the end of the year? This is a great point in question because I really didn't think of DeBellin at all. And mm. I got in Horsburgh last week. I was really happy with it. I still am happy with the decision with a 98 last week. But DeBellin ticks a lot of boxes in terms of his run in the next 10 weeks, plays a lot of those buys, scoring really well. Um, I don't know. It's a dead heat between those two, honestly. I think both are really good options at the moment. Let me throw Obviously, another name. Yeah, origin, origin for Horsburgh is a big consideration, which I probably didn't even expect to have to yeah. consider. 
All right, throw another name at you quickly. Uh, what about Nelson Asofa Solomona? He was damaging against the Warriors on Anzac Day. He was first up off a spell, though, so I'd love to see that every week from Nass. Um, he was set for that run. Like, that was his mm. grand final. Like, we're talking uh, racing parlance. He was set for that run against the Warriors. Um, yeah. Would you go Nass? Yeah. I, he'd be below the other two for me. Only because historically, like, his average the last three years before this one, 54, 53, 52, mm-hmm. he's never been a great scorer on Supercoach. He's averaging 68 this year, but it's only three games. So I'd probably want to see, it, he, see him do it a few more times. Yeah. Okay, we will th- whip through some of these other ones here. Jackson Stew says, thoughts on Kiraz? Uh, and is it too late to bring in David Fafita? Not too late for Fafita, but only because I think he could end the year with him. But then again, you're going to have to miss him through Origin. So that's a tricky yeah. one. He's, he's just so good. He, he's, he's very hard not to have at the moment, even with Origin looming. Um, Kiraz... What do you think about Karaz? No. I'm not sure. No, not for me. Off an injury, Karaz. I think there's other options there. Um, he's very good, but the Bulldogs are just decimated. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, just on Fafita. No, not for me either. But that's purely my circumstance. Um, I hate watching the Titans play because I think we said this last time we we did a podcast. Fafita's now doing everything that we've ever wanted him to do, and that's make 15 runs, 25 tackles, and you know. We barely mention his name because he doesn't have that barnstorming 35-point run in him where he makes six tackle brusts and 35 metres. Um, I like both of them. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd, I'd go for feeder. Brock Handley says he clearly out this week or next. Uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm going this week, but I think I'm cutting my losses now before that cash gets um, away from me. Yeah, it's a... What's the word? A big balls play, in a way. But it's smart. Um, I'm probably just too scared to play without him. But he hasn't been that great lately, and he doesn't seem that the goal-keeping. So definitely a case to be made to get rid of him this week. Uh, Damien Arnold here asks a couple of questions. We'll start with one of them saying, is Maddo still a buy now? He's coming off the bench. A name we haven't mentioned tonight, Andrew Davey. He's getting a start. Uh, makes the move back to Parramatta from his time at the Sea Eagles and then the Bulldogs. I don't think he ever made his Bulldogs debut. He was handy at Manly, but um, comes back to Parramatta here, the club where he did find his first taste of NRL. Does he start? I don't know. I think this is one of those... Silly buggers from um, Arthur. Well, on the flip side, yeah, Cartwright's been dropped to the bench, which is he'd been playing quite well this year and scoring quite well. Um, I'm not going to be looking at Andrew Davey personally. Ma- uh, Madison, it's just hard to know what they're going to do with their team. He's named on the bench. Whether or not he's there, I don't know, but it's not a risk I really want to take. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've just read ahead here. No, what's to come from that? <laughs> Jay Fred, who, who loves yeah, an elaborate multi. Yeah, I've seen these too. <laughs> yeah. might finish on a laugh. Um, Dan Sharpie says, Marju to Mulatalo. Uh, I'm not going to say no. Um, I went AKP. Tommy gives the thumbs up. I'm got, I went AKP, but yeah. If, if you think Marju's bleeding cash and you want to get rid of him, obviously has a buy this week. Mulatalo is the one to get. Uh, another one from Damien Arnold says, Do we keep Val for 11 and 12 or sell him now? Again, origin in mind. Um very quickly hold or sell valentine holmes uh, if you're holding i'd hold until origin at least minnow 17 is it time to get rid of turbo or walsh or both 
Got rid of both last week. Turbo wasn't someone I wanted to get rid of. I had to, though. Um, so I don't know. Turbo's an interesting one this week. It's it's going to be good to see how he bounces back and if he, if he can. Yeah. Another I one don't here, know the answer, to be honest. Another one here, Mitchell Labina. Again, same question. Turbo or Walsh? Uh, who are we moving on? He says, I'm leaning towards Walsh, but he'll scary, he'll be, he will be a scary watch. Uh, Magic Ground against Seagulls, not owning him. I, I, I read this quote today, Tommy. And I read it because I googled quotes about fear. I said... And, and there was something along the lines of, and you know, to be honest, I, I don't even have it on me, so this is a bit of a pointless story, but it was something, don't let the, the thought of fear hold you back from making a courageous decision. Courage always trump, triumphs fear. <sighs> We're getting deep here on a Tuesday night. Um, if, you, if you can think it and you want to do it, do it, is what I'd say to that. Neither of them are must-keeps at the moment. I mean, Walsh's game this week against Manly is probably scary. It's fear to not have him. So maybe next week for Walsh. Turbo, I don't know. It, it, it's funny, like, playing Supercoach without Turbo is very scary as well, but the yeah. scoring this year just doesn't back it up for him. Yet He hasn't been that good and he hasn't been that fit. No. Tyron Bishop, as zero one says, do I sell Matto and get Hopgood back in? Seems a bit sideways to me. Like, Matto could come on and play 65 minutes, um, 60 minutes even is probably enough. Uh, he's got good points per minute. Hopgood is more of that grinding type, you know. I mean, he'd probably need 70 minutes Hopgood to be relevant. Maddo may only need 55, 60 minutes to make a case. Yeah, it's pretty much of the same, so I don't know if it's worth spending one of your 46 trades on. Uh, Blake Curtis, 83. Should I consider Ruben Garrick as a buy this week at such a low price or wait another week? I'd be waiting, personally. Break even of 88 this week against the Broncos. He's going to have to play well to do that. Um, we could be getting Garrick sub 500k next week, which is phenomenal to think. Yeah, I don't think this is a game that screams out yeah, you have to get him now. Um, and you probably could wait another week. I agree with you. Okay, uh, I think that's about it of the serious ones, but we will we will finish on a laugh on a high. Jfred101 says, um, boys, multi this week. Uh, Tom Travojevich, sub. Herbie Cobbo, $18.50. Um yeah, I mean, if you want to make a donation to Top Sport, that's probably a good way of going about it. Um, but but another one here. Yeah, sorry, what was that? What was that? One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Another one here. He says twelve the goat for three plus tries. Tigers to win fifty one plus at forty five thousand four hundred fifty one to one. See you boys on my yacht. Jeez, this will test the uh, bet limitiers, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get on for 45 grand multi. I mean, it should be 100 grand because the tile's not going to score one, let alone three. Yeah, what's he been now? 100, more than 100 games, I think, without a try. Yeah. He's got a sense of humour, Alex Twole. You saw that Instagram story with Noffa Luma the other day. Uh, tell you who has a sense of humour, this bloke, Jfred101. Let's leave it there, Tommy. Uh, big round 10 action coming up. What are you looking forward to most? The magic of magic round. Hopefully, this local stadium pitch holds up and hopefully my... Supercoach scores go up as well. All eyes on Suncorp this weekend. Uh, on our socials as well, at Supercoach365, that's where you'll get our final teams, our captain's thoughts, and our trades as well when Tommy confirms that. Great to have you along. Great to be back tonight. Same place, same time next week. We'll see you then.